2: So when Jesus came, he knew that in our world, two things would happen. Let me just remind you of something this morning. Satan's goal is always to divide. Marriage, husband and wife get divorced. Who wins that, God or Satan? Why? Because the family is what? Divided. What is God's goal? Always to what? Unite.
0: For those who have only a casual understanding of Jesus' teachings about himself, they tend to believe that he was all about peace and love, and that's all. A more careful reading of what he had to say about what he came to bring shows more than just peace. As Pastor Mark will be teaching, one of the results of Jesus confirming his claims of divinity will be division, and deep division between family members and even couples. He came to invade the kingdom of darkness, and as some people are set free from the grip of Satan, relationships will be damaged. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark with part three of his message, Be Ready for Jesus return.
2: People think this, when Jesus came because of the scripture, he came to bring peace and joy and forgiveness. Well, he did, but it didn't start that way when he came to the earth. Watch what happens, and you're gonna see how powerful this is. Look in verse 49. I have come to bring fire, whoa, on the earth. as judgment, cleansing. And how I wish it were already kindled. I'm gonna read verse 15 in the New Living Translation. I have a terrible baptism of suffering ahead of me, And I am under a heavy burden until it's accomplished. See, Jesus knew his first coming to the earth would instantly bring fire. When he came, there would be division and strife and persecution and bloodshed. That's exactly what happened in the world when he came. Now, his baptism he's talking about there in verse 50 is not water baptism. It's his death on the cross for man's sin. So Jesus would experience what on the cross? Fire, persecution, shame, suffering, and death. He knew it was coming. He was going to stay with it. Now, look at verse 51. We would never guess what Jesus' answer to this is. He's speaking to us this morning. Do you think I came to bring peace on the earth? No. What? I tell you, but division. From now on, there will be five in one family divided against each other. Three against two, two against three. They will be divided. Father against son, son against father, mother against daughter, daughter against mother, mother mother-in-law against daughter-in-law, daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. What in the world is he talking about? Here's what he's talking about. When Jesus came, he made well known there's two kingdoms in the world. There's the kingdom of Satan. Satan rules. The end result of the kingdom of Satan is hell. Everybody who doesn't become a believer ends up in hell. Hell was never for man. It was for devil and his demons. The other kingdom is the kingdom of God. And that's where God wants everybody. He doesn't want anybody to perish. So when Jesus came, he knew that in our world, two things would happen. Let me just remind you of something this morning. Satan's goal is always to divide. Marriage. Husband and wife get divorced. Who wins that, God or Satan? Why? Because the family is what? Divided. Divided. What is God's goal? Always to what? Unite. Man will leave home and the husband and wife will become one. Do you get it? So Jesus knew when he came, he would be the division. He would be division. In front of him, you'll see in a moment, are Jewish people going, you're not the Messiah. Are you kidding me? And so... Where is division? It's already, by the way, is there any division in our voting process in the next few weeks? (laughs) By the way, when the voting's over, we'll all be back at peace and unified in the United States. Uh, Yeah, right. By the way, that's why more, if you continue to do what you're doing well, invite people to church. Share there is someone that can bring you peace. Because our world is just as frustrated as we are. Nothing makes sense. Hypocrites everywhere. Can't trust anybody. But you can trust God's word this morning. It's true. It's true. Now, why the family stuff? Because that happens today. Husband says, no way I'm going to be religious. The wife says, well. I want to serve God or vice versa. In-laws, relatives, it divides homes. What's what's the dividing factor? Look at the dividing factor. Jesus says this. He knew he would bring division. Jesus answered, I, not religion, I'm the way, the truth, the life. And here's the part that divides everything. Here's what you normally hear today. This is what divides us with friends at work, family members. If you go to the people that are running today and you say this, they'll go, no way. All roads lead to God. But look at the division factor. No one, how many is no one? No one. No one comes to the Father. Where is the Father living this morning? Heaven. My translation, no one goes to heaven except through Jesus Christ only. I was reading an article this morning. Well, one of the candidates, probably both. Work and belief is what gets you to heaven. Sorry, it's only belief. By faith are we saved, by grace in believing in him. Our works come after. So when people say, Well, no way, I'm not gonna believe like you. This country can't be based on and I don't have the article, I have the article this morning, but I don't have time. Do you know right now, there's a pastor in Georgia that the governor has demanded his sermons. Why would a governor want my sermons? Now, if he wants them for the right reason, read them, maybe you get saved. Praise God. But what are they looking for? Something that they don't agree with that's in the Bible, that's truth. Now, they're going to fight it. Since when do we live in a free country that I must turn my sermons over to the government? You say, well, you mean the division is going to get worse, Pastor Mark? Mm -hmm. Someday, seriously, you may have somebody else up here. Because I could very well be put in jail. Now, we don't hate people that don't live like Christ. We love them. Because we were all separated by our sin. So don't ever say, well, that church is against homosexuality. That church is against transgender. That church is against... No, we're not against any people. We're against sin. And Christians as well. Taker and not a giver. Well, I got to go to that church. They teach all these things they're against. No, God's for you. He's not against you. The woman caught in adultery. Hello. She had five husbands, five divorces. Now she's living in sin. Did Jesus against her? No, he loved her to Christ. Christ. That's what we're after in this church. Don't let anybody say that. That's nothing but division from Satan. We love sinners, but like all sinners, sinners must change when they hear the word of God. Now, this is 2,000 years ago where there's no printing and all this kind of stuff, hardly anything. I mean, there's no sermons. Oh, Jesus gave his iPad to the rulers. But he's warning us. So what does that mean I have to do? Remember the statement I put up there? You're going to have to make a commitment to, follow Jesus, regardless of what happens in our home, in our state, in our government. Well, Pastor Mario, I'm just going to sit here and wait till Jesus comes. That ain't going to do it. You're going to have to make a we heard, I'll stand with arms wide open. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Remember what we're told in the last days? Lukewarm. No fire for God. Nope, it won't work. Now, peace will come if a person turns their life over and repents and believes and follow Jesus. Now, Jesus does a funny thing. He kind of talks against the weather channel. Watch this. Verse 54, he said to the crowd, <laughs> when you see a cloud rising in the west, immediately you say, hey, it's going to rain. And it does. And when the south wind blows, you say, it's going to be hot. And it is. Jesus says you are great at predicting the weather. That's the end of the compliment. Look at verse 56. Hypocrites. You know how to interpret the appearance of the earth and the sky. How is it you don't know how to interpret the present time? He says, you're great with things of the earth. You can predict all kinds of things. But you have no, no understanding of eternity. Nothing's in your mind about after you die. Why don't you understand the time you live in? See, be standing before Jesus... He's speaking to the Jewish leadership mostly. And he says, here I am at this very time. I'm your Messiah. You know from the Old Testament all the prophecies. I fulfill them all. But you refuse to believe I'm the Messiah. Oh, you know the weather. But you don't know spiritual signs of my first coming. I am coming back. Listen up. What is Jesus trying to say to us? Very simply what I've been trying to talk to you about all morning. Write it down. We're to live with an eternal perspective. See, when you die, and we already accomplished that every one of us is going to die, you will live somewhere forever. Either with God in heaven or separated from God in hell. So I want to be wise I want to be faithful. I want to be using my time and talents and possessions and money and and sharing the gospel with people. I want to reduce that gap between God's potential and me. And that's basically the perspective. Now, I want to throw these up here quick. It'll just take a second. I want you to see this. The Bible talks about how do I keep an eternal perspective? Well, as you read the Bible... God's always kind of given us this perspective. Look at what Peter says. Dear friends, I urge you as aliens and strangers. In other words, we're pilgrims in this world to abstain from sinful desires, which war against your soul. So what we're reminded of in this passage is we're just pilgrims. We're people in transit. We're on our way to the final destination for every single human being. This earth is not the final destination. Heaven or hell is the final destination forever forever. No ending. You're a spirit being. You will live forever. Absent from the body, present with the Lord. Support another man once to die and after death, the judgment. So there's no transfiguration. There's no coming back as a different animal. you going go on the ground and your fertilizer. No, no, none of that. You're going to live forever. And so here's how I keep a turn of perspective. I'm just a pilgrim. I'm in transit from here to there. And Jesus is trying to say to them, get ready. You're not ready. You're ready for the weather tomorrow, but you're not ready for eternity. Get ready. Now, can I, I just put this in my own terms for Brevard County. Jesus says, you have an amazing ability with your computers. You can track a storm. You can show us the pictures. You can tell us what the wind is inside. That's fantastic. The man's ability is incredible. And then he says, you know, here in Brevard County, you can take rockets. You can show us what the moon looks like. You can get them up there. I don't know how you did God says, man, that's amazing. You can go to all these things up there. You can, it's incredible. Look at that. A man walking on the moon. Way to go. Fantastic. You can do it. But you don't have a clue how to get from here to heaven. <laughs> Few claps. 100% Truth. Why? The perspective is only here. What's the weather tomorrow? Not when you die. When the second coming comes. That's what Jesus says. Oh, you're great at predicting the weather. But I'm standing before you as Messiah. I'm the answer to your sin problem. I went to the cross. I paid for your sin. But you're clueless. Religion will not work See, religion is man trying to reach up to God. So Jesus says, mm-mm, mm-mm. you have no spiritual discernment at all. All you think about is the physical, here and now. No, there's an afterworld. What happens after you die is what you ought to be focused on. Now look at verse 57. Look at me. Jesus is going to do kind of a like a Judge Judy deal. He's going to talk about a man who is guilty, and he's going to go to the judge. And on the way to the judge, if he's a smart man, he's trying to, to work out a compromise. He's trying to take care of the problem that's going to cause him to be judged and put in jail. So watch what. There's a spiritual application. You'll see it. Jesus is going to use it this in a practical way. Look at verse 57. Why don't you judge for yourselves what is right? In other words, why aren't you thinking how to get the problem you have corrected? As you are going with your adversary, these legal terms, to the magistrate, try hard to be reconciled on the way, or your adversary may drag you off to the judge, which in this case, of course, is God, and the judge turn you over to the officer, and the officer throw you into prison, which is hell. I tell you, you will not get out of hell until you paid the last penny. Well, there's no way to get out of hell because there's no money made in hell. So what is Jesus saying? He says this. Look at verse 57. Why aren't you right with God? You have a sin problem. Your sin separates you from a holy God. And when you stand before God as judge, if your sins have been forgiven, you're free. You'll never be judged for your sins, forgiven and forgotten. But if you stand before God and you still have your sins, you will be judged for your sins. And the wages of sin is death. Spiritual death is separation. You will be thrown into hell. I knew that's the way God is. No, Get it right now. Understand your sin will separate you. But why did Jesus Christ come? He came to be the way that we get our sins forgiven. So how do I get with God? I repent. I believe and ask to simply say to God, I'll follow you now. So what Jesus is saying is, I can give you peace now. I want you to be saved. Before you stand before the judge. Because your sins can be forgiven right now and you can go to heaven. If you refuse one day, you will stand before God, guaranteed, and you will give an account for your judge and a guilty verdict in life and hell forever. What does that mean to us today? Do two things in just a moment. For Christians, let's stop right there. You're never gonna be judged for your sins. You're home free. Can I hear an amen? Amen. But there is a judgment coming a performance review. Here's God's potential. What has Jesus taught us today? To say with me, reduce the gap. How do I do that? Being a good manager, a wise manager with my time, my resources, my money, my giftings, sharing the gospel, caring about lost people, I'm active, I'm salt, I'm light, I'm doing it. I'm expanding the kingdom of God because I love God. I'm not doing it because I have to do it. See, it's not just doing, it's the motive for doing. So you're set free. Just think what we learned today. We don't know when our death is coming. We don't know when the second coming is. But I don't want to stand before God. Here's God, and he's right there. I'm standing there. He says, a bomber? (laughs) Wow. There was so much potential in you, but you didn't even close to reaching it. I don't want to hear that. I know you don't want to hear that. Because that means I haven't expanded the kingdom. And the kingdom is about one thing, lost people. Thank you for narrowing the gap this morning. But some of you, if you don't make a change, you will one day stand before God. And you will be judged for your sins. Because you didn't take advantage of the only thing that can remove your sin. It's Jesus Christ. He's the way. He's the truth. And he's the life. I want you to see this verse. Because I know what's going through people's minds. It's a normal thing from Satan. Satan is saying, yeah, it's a good idea. Man, someday I got to get right with God. No, the Bible says this. At just the right time, I heard you, God says. On the day of salvation, I helped you. He'll help you this morning. Indeed, the right time is now. Say it with me. Today is the day of salvation. Don't wait. You have no guarantee of anything. And I told you already, the minute you ask God to forgive you and change your life, man, there's peace. There's joy. Is there still warfare? Absolutely. But now you're doing life not alone, with God. And he that began a good work in you, he will finish it. So Jesus says, get right. Get it right. You, you can't make a decision for anyone else. So here's what we're going to do in a moment. If you would die at 1230 today, where would you go? If you're not guaranteed in your heart, you know where you'd go. See, that's why Christians can sleep well at night. If he comes during the night, it doesn't matter. Unbeliever? Well, I'll wait. Really? What guarantee do you have? Zero. Today, this is God speaking. This isn't Balmer speaking. Today is the day of salvation. When you hear the truth, obey the truth. You say, well, how do I become a Christian? Very simple. You turn all your money over to me. (laughs) Praise God. You do a lot of good works. No. You repent. You say, I'm sorry for my sins. And I know those sins separate me. You believe that Jesus Christ died for you by faith. And you ask him to come into your heart. And he becomes your manager. And he'll lead you and guide you, and your life will be fantastic, even amidst trouble. And to do that requires a commitment. Serving God is not a secret agent thing. It's out in the open. Jesus stood before those people, stood before the hypocrites. You hypocrite, I'm the Messiah. Quit denying the truth. I'm here to change your life as well. Your religion will never get you to heaven. Your religion will never get... See, religion is man just trying to be good enough. You can never be good enough. But Jesus paid for our sin.
0: We learned today another aspect of the seriousness of choosing to follow Jesus. Many of us have probably experienced this to one degree or another, dealing with our family's misunderstandings or even hostility toward our decision to follow Christ. Pastor Marcus shared that this should be expected, and we need to pray for the salvation of those who don't understand.
3: You've been listening to Lessons for Living, the teaching ministry of Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Each day here on Lessons for Living, we share messages that Pastor Mark taught at the main campus in Melbourne. Maybe you're listening right now in Brevard County and you don't have a home church, and today's message was exactly what you were looking for. Join us for worship. We meet at the Melbourne and Vieira campuses on Saturday night at 6 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. And those in the Sebastian area can join us Sunday mornings at 10.45 a.m. For more information, call us toll-free at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Or log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the link to the church website.
0: This ends this message. Next time, Pastor Mark will continue Jesus' teachings in Luke, moving on to chapter 13. You'll be hearing more about the conflict between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of Satan. Jesus will be confronting attitudes about good and bad in everyday living, and God's role in using everyday events for His glory. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living, and together, let's do life right.
1: In a hurry